Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is Thursday. Thank you, Jesus. Today is Thursday, which means it is Friday Eve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I hope y'all had an amazing, awesome Wednesday. Um, I mean, hope you had an amazing day. Um, amazing day <laughs> yesterday. Um, so today we are at day... We're at at day four fasting from wrong thinking. And today is talking about I don't feel love. How many times have y'all ever been to the point where you don't feel love from your family, your spouse, your children, or whoever the case may be, whatever the case may be? How many of y'all do not feel like you don't feel love? So we're going to change that today. And that's what we fasting from. Fasting from... Um, I do not, I don't feel love. We have embarked upon this most magnificent journey of our living, fasting from wrong thinking. And today, thoughts is probably the most important one of me of any of probably the most important one any one of us ever dealt with with a deeper level. Today, we are fasting from the thought that say, "I don't feel love." The number one need in every human life is to be loved. Yet, sadly, so few actually enjoy a life where they actually feel love. That is very sad because there's a lot of people that don't feel love. So if you have that in your life right now, be grateful, be thankful that that you do feel love. So we're going to change that way of thinking today. Number one, God is God is God is not mad at you. He is mad about you. Meaning, like God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. When somebody do you wrong or whatever, that makes God upset. He be ready to throw them hands. Okay, <clears throat> the myth of of God anger. He pours out his wrath on Jesus while on the cross, so he can pour out his love on us forever. God is love. First John chapter four verse eight. So God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. Meaning like he is just, have you ever just sometimes just sat in time? I mean, one, uh, one time I was doing something and um, you know how people try to wrong you or whatever? I was like, I don't like ugly. Not saying that God did something to him, but I was like, hey, keep playing. Don't keep playing with my daddy. Keep playing with me. My daddy gonna get you. He used to always say that. To people, you know, my dad gonna get you. And I used to tell my kid to tell them your dad gonna get them. But truly, he's not mad at you. I used to always think that God was mad at me. But I'm gonna tell you why I thought God was mad at me. Number two, our feelings follow our thoughts. Flood your mind with the thought, my heavenly father truly loves me. In John chapter 16, 27, verse 27, the Amplified verse, you and God are inseparable. Nothing can separate you from his, him or his love. Believe this in every fiber in your being. Nothing, I mean, nothing can separate you from his love, from him or his love. You can be out here doing all kind of stuff, doing God knows what. You can be out here smoking weed, doing drugs, whatever. Nothing, I mean, nothing can separate you from his love. Number, mm, number four. Yeah, number Oh, number three. Recognize your value. The value of a piece of art is not determined by the cost to make it, but rather how much someone will pay to have it. God has paid for us with his blood of Jesus. 
that make us as valuable to God as Jesus himself. You are priceless. Me and I recognize your value in you. Okay, this goes with your self-esteem. So know that you is valuable. Know that you is very important to God. Know that God laid down his life for you. Man ain't going to do it. Nobody would do it, not the way God does it. So just know that I am valuable. Even though you might not feel like you feel love or whatever, know your worth. That is, oh Jesus, that is true. Especially when it comes to a a man or want a man to know his value. It go vice versa. You must know your worth. How much you worth your value? How much? Like I'm not gonna do this. If you have your stand, well, I'm not gonna do this. That is your worth. I'm not gonna. Whatever. I can go into details about that, but I'm not going to go into details about that right now. Number four, you do not have to earn something God has already given you. He loves you. That cannot be earned. It is a gift from God. In John chapter 3, verse 16, accept it. Your value is not determined by what you have done or, or not done. Just be loved. Your value is not determined by what you have done or, or have not done. Just be loved. So, you know how some people feel like, if I give this person something, or if I I buy her this expensive gift that, you know, um, she'll be my best friend, like a gift. Girl, please, I'm not doing all that. But you have to understand that God's love you. It's not something you got to, like, go out and buy God something to earn his appreciation. Be like, oh, if I kiss her butt, me and her could be friends. If I say, yeah, girl, we agree with her, she'll be my friend. No. Like, you know, like a gift or whatever. Oh, she'll give me, buy me a gift or whatever. No, that ain't the case. If you don't have to earn, you do not have to earn something that God has given you. So that means you don't have to earn nothing. God loves you. you he knows you have value. So you don't have to earn nothing that God has already given to you. It's already given to you. Number five, <clears throat> rejoice. We reject divorce or rejection. Look in the mirror and tell yourself that you are chosen by God, accepted outrageous love by your heavenly Father. Every morning, you need to look at yourself in the morning and say, "I thank you, God, for waking me up this morning." I am. Pr-. You have to boost yourself up, even though you know you probably got your kids, or maybe singing your kids. And say, oh, mommy's so pretty. You probably say, "Oh, that's my kids." Supposed to tell me that, but you need to start telling yourself that and build your self-esteem and tell yourself. Um, Look at something in the mirror be like, I am accepted, I am loved by God, I am forgiven, I am chosen, whatever it takes. Know that, um, don't listen to the voice of rejection. Do not listen to that voice, because those voices coming from the enemy or people that say stupid stuff, you think you look good with. So, don't listen to the voices of rejection, just don't throw that in the bucket, in the trash over there, in the recycle bin and, and empty. That's what you need to do. Number six, know your calling. By this, I'm not referring to the calling to serve in ministry or your profession. I'm talking about what God called you. He He called you his beloved continuous in the Bible. Do a word search. You are loved, so be loved. Know your calling that you are forgiven. You are saved. You are loved by God. You are the you are the priest of the royal hood. Whatever. If I had to listen from me, I'd say it all. But just know your calling. I am beautiful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am all this whether the listen go on and on. But just oh, I am blessed. I am I am giving um what it is so much. I just knew it off the top of my head. But just know that just know your calling. Know who know what God called you. Not the calling of your ministry or nothing like that. But know what God called you. Somebody that ain't what Jesus called me. Think about it. When a man called you, I tell him name. 
think about it. Let a man call you out your name, anybody call you out your name. It could be a man, woman, whoever call you the B word or call you something that that's not that's not you. Do you answer to that? I used to always tell my kids this. They don't say, Mom, people always talk about me, but I said, whatever, whatever. I said, well, sweetie, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. So if somebody call you something, if you know you're not a B word, don't you answer that. If you know you're not this and that, don't answer that. I used to always tell my kids that, and I think they learn, they are very learning. They are learning that. That it's not what people call you, what you answer to. So if they don't call you by your your government name, then that's not who you are. That's not your call. Boo boo. That is not you. So you have to just tell yourself <laughs> that ain't no. And even if they keep saying you just don't answer because that's not who, what God said you are. So God said, do a word search. You are His beloved. So that means He loved you. You are His beloved child. His ooh. you are in the family of the royal priesthood. Just know that. Um, and then I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Um, remember I told you I thought God was so mad at me. The reason why I thought God was mad at me, you see, okay, I had I got three kids. So I had one, three kids out of wedlock. So all this time, when I was I was in the, I was in the church. I'm not gonna lie, I was in the church and doing all this stuff. But for the longest, I always thought God was mad at me because because certain things wasn't going right in my life. I was staying with their daddy, per se, shacking, wasn't even married to this man. I was like, this is God is so mad at me. Yet, but yet I was in the church. I was going to church. Like God is so mad at me. I know he is. I know Jesus is mad at me. Because who I used to always think that like God was really mad at me. Like he is so mad at me because I'm got three kids out of wheelock. I'm shacking with somebody and all this type of stuff. I was like, he is really pissed off. <laughs> That's what I said. So then I was like, but it took me a while to get to that point that he was not mad at me. He was, you know, he was not mad at me. It was you know Yes, I made some dumb choices, some dumb mistakes. Yes, I know I was not supposed to be shacking with somebody and had three. I knew all that, but I had to come to the okay. But I I changed some situations, so I was like, okay, this is it. This is how it's gonna be until God send me somebody. Whenever God do send me somebody, I had already told me and my daughter be talking a lot. I said, God, whenever God do send me somebody, I already have criteria in place. I already got mine. Well, two years place I got, you know, this list. Number one, and no midnight, no ten, everybody need to be in their bed by nine o'clock. Not, I'm just saying, you ain't coming over late at night. Call it. Like, no, we're not doing it. That's not what I'm. We're not doing it. Number is another one. We're not shacking. Meaning, like, if you want to be with me, then with no, I'm not gonna stay with you. And it's just different things, different guidelines that I'm, I have chose to go by. Now, if I sometimes I wish I could have did it then, but Young and dumb and in love, so you know, make stupid mistakes. But now I know. So she was like, my kids, my daughter was like, for real. I said, this, those are my rules, and these different stuff I can't tell you everything. But it's different stuff that I'm not going to allow. If if I feel like I've said within, I said I give a good year. A good year, you should know if you want to be with me for the rest of your life or whatever. If not, then you're wasting my time. I need to move on. Uh, well, that's another one I said. It's just like you got to have your own place. You got to have your own car because I'm not picking nobody up all the time. I mean, if I, see, if I see you trying and doing this, then maybe. 
but I feel like God made man first and man is supposed to have their stuff together. But you know, everybody go through stuff, but I'm just saying, I have to know that he's trying. And for, and it's another thing, because my boys play games all the time. I do not want a man that play the game all the time. He can play it, but all that screaming and hollering at the game is, no, we're not, mm-mm, you need to do that at your own place, not whatever. You want to come over, you have to come in daylight hours. I mean, like, when I'm not at, when I'm not working or whatever, or whatever, but you're not coming to my house. That's another thing. You're not coming to my house unless I feel comfortable to let you in. Because when you start letting people that don't belong there, you start, your peace come up missing, your happiness. Your, um, no, I'm not going to have all that. So, I just have certain criteria that now I wish I had it done earlier. But it's okay. You learn and you live. So, um, so now we're at think it and say it. Think it and say it. Okay. God is not mad at me. God, he is mad about me. I am outrageously loved by him. His love has shown on the cross. His love and favor for a lifetime. My heavenly father tenderly loved me. Therefore, I therefore I will feel his love today. He continually calls me his beloved. Nothing can separate me from his love. I am valuable and priceless to him. I am valuable to God as Jesus is. I receive his love. By faith in Jesus' name. So just know God is not mad at you. I don't and it also said there's nothing that there's nothing can separate you. Y'all are inseparable. You might feel like God, I am I'm sick of this. I don't want to do this no more. I am done with this Christian life or whatever. He be like, okay. He probably let you have a moment. I'll be right here sitting on sitting in a chair, whatever, whatever the case may be. God is, there's nothing can separate you from him. Nothing. I mean, you can pump yourself up with alcohol, drugs, whatever. God said it right there. You cannot get rid of Jesus, boo-boo. He just said, y'all are unseparable. I mean, like, you stuck with him for the rest of your life, boo-boo. So, just know that God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. And just know who you are in God. Just know your work. Know your value. Know that you're important. That God died on the cross for you. You know, just be like, God, I cannot believe you died on the cross for me. I'm going to tell you how this story. I'm going to get off because I got to get dressed for work. Okay. I was talking to this lady yesterday. And she was, I was like, you know, because she, she always do so much for me and my kid. When I first moved out here, she she befriended me, even though she's, she, even though she's older than me. Whatever she um she befriended me and she always helped me up with me and my kids and something go I mean I'll never ask her for nothing but if she know that something's wrong with my kids she'll pray for me I can call her in the middle of the night or in the early in the morning she'll get up she'll get wake up and just start praying for me so I was like okay so I was saying to, I was saying I got a you know I said man you know I said I gotta get her something so I asked her I said, when is your birthday you. June, I said, I wonder what can I give her that, you know, because she do so much, you know, I was just talking to her. She said it's in June and she was telling me how she had to apply for different stuff, like for Medicare and stuff like that. She said it was so hard for her to do, but lucky she had a daughter and stuff like that. I was like, no. And she said, you know, you guys don't, you don't supposed to ask people what they want for their birthday. Did she say, are you going to buy me something? I said, I was thinking about buying you something. But I, you know, I, I can't tell her why. You know, I just like because I can't say what I want to say. I was like, well, yeah, because you always make sure. You know, you always look out for me and my kid. I don't 
asking for nothing or whatever. When I first moved out here, she was like, she never, I have, this lady has never down me, never said anything wrong to me. If I can call her and I'm like, can you pray for me? And I might tell her what's going on. She'll just like, give me some encouraging words. And she just prayed for me. And there's other, she never like, say, Felicia, uh, get yourself together. You know, like, get out your head, Felicia. No, I mean, just be mean to me. Just, you know, some people just be so mean to me. Like, what the, what the word did I call you for? You gonna grill me. And, you know, you can't do certain people like that. But she never, no matter what, she never did that to me. And I, I thank God for that. Even though she's older than me, I thank God for that. If I, I can just be like, can you pray for me? This is what's going on or whatever. She just like, she always asks about the kids. Oh, you know, it's just simple stuff that she does. So yesterday we was on phone just talking. And I said something about her car. Because I want a car. I mean, I have a car, but I just want something better. My son is like 6'3". And his little tall self cannot fit in my little small car. So I said, oh, I feel so sorry. Oh, Jesus. All my kids are tall. But he's like the tallest one so far. I was like, oh, my kids cannot fit in this car. Lord, I, I don't know what to do. I want a, something better, but I just don't want a car, no. So I was just, you know, talking to Jesus. So she was talking, she said, I'm almost through paying for my car. And then she was telling me all I owe was like, I think she said like 300 something on her car. But this lady do not work. She do not work. And she was just telling me, and I was like, thank you, God. That was like a message for me. Because she said, even though she's not working, all she do, she's have, um, what does she have? Like, um, this, no, she get social security. Because she's of age, you know, she retired or whatever. And she told me don't have, like, no retirement money. But yet, she might not have a whole lot. She have her own house. But yet, God provided for her. He provided. I mean, there was time when she didn't know how she was going to pay her car note. God was right there. And there was just letting me know, like, God is a provider. They were just letting me know, like, my saying. I mean, he, if he did it for her, I know he can do it for me. But I was like... That is so amazing to know that, you know, like she about to be busy for her car. That last, I think next month will be her last payment. She about to be finished paying for her car. And I was like, wow, just to know that this lady don't work. She used to have her own daycare, but, you know, she closed it down because she was really retired and stuff. And the kids got older where they need the um, daycare. But yet, he provided for her. And I was like, I was like, thank you. I needed to hear that. She's like, oh, you're welcome. But I'm just letting y'all know that no matter what state you in, no matter what God will provide, I have been where she been. Where I mean, one time I was not working, but yet instead my bills got paid. I know, but I ain't going to say, I don't know how it happened. I know how it happened. Jesus made it happen. Every bill in my house got paid. He is a provider. It might, he might, you might think it's going to come from this way, that way, but it's, it had God. I was like, thank you, God. And sometimes you have to go back and just know, like, God, you did it. for. If you can do it for her, you can do it for me. You know, it's just like, I was like, yeah. But do I want to? <laughs> then sometimes I said, do I want a car? No. Because my thing is, I don't want to get on car that they have to come pick it up. Not, no. But I know that I have to know that God will provide in the midst of it all. So I just want to tell y'all that little story. So, <laughs> so thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. Hope you have an amazing and awesome Thursday. We are almost 
Brody. And just know your worth. Know your value. Know that God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. He loves you. And nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. You is valuable to God. And he, he loves you unconditionally. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, y'all have an amazing and awesome Thursday.